Harris Ford committed to Pitt well over a year in advance of National Letter of Intent Day. It was a roller coaster of a recruitment, but the top 50 recruit was a leader in the class for the Panthers. It took him a while to get on the field, but once he did, we saw the talent shine through. He was an All-American candidate and a cornerstone of what was supposed to be a top 25 team. He's now opted out of the 2020 season, and his pit career appears to be over. Pint didn't get enough out of Paris Ford, and now we'll have a next man up situation as it looks to salvage what's left of this season. We discuss that and more on this Hail to Pit podcast. finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We're knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina. It's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One hell of a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world. Hell to pit. Hell to pit. This, well, this would be the week of November 7th, 2020. And this is the Hell to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan Rock the Vote Tazinski. And I'm Vince. And Pam is taking the week off. I'm sliding back in, a married man. And, well, it was a well, much needed uh, bye week. A well-rested week for me. I don't know about the Pit Panthers, Vince, but... Four-game losing streak, it's still active, even though, I don't know, probably a lot of you have been keeping it out of your minds over the last week or so. Anyways, it still needs fixed. The bleeding must stop. Florida State could be what the doctor ordered. I like the matchup. They've struggled a lot, but they've looked good at times, better than Pitt has in certain spots. How do they match up? We're going to talk all about it. As the Panthers try to get back on track in Tallahassee. Vince, I'm back. I'm not feeling better than ever about the Panthers, but as a human being, I've got some H-O-P-E. Hope, hope, hope. Yeah, Alan, we do need your power of positivity around here because it has not been good uh, over the past several weeks for the Panthers. Uh, they're going through a lot right now, and they got to find a way to, to you know, Get back on track. Get get this uh, boat sturdy, and 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 try to salvage the rest of the season. You know, a lot of people are experiencing what's called doom scrolling over these last few weeks, and oh. and uh, it's <laughs> mostly regarding you know current events, just in the the social climate of the country. But if you're a Pitt Panther fan and you scroll on the internet reading about this team, you're basically doing the same thing. So you can't escape the doom. Unless you come to this show where we block out the doom and we get straight to it. We we get that positivity flowing and we talk real and we don't get scared of nothing. We're going to take what we can get and we're going to move forward. Get at least 1% better this week, Vince. If you're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Let's rock and roll. This show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcast. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com. To get your own podcast started today with your very own producer for a very low rate. You don't have to learn all the ins and outs of 
audio equipment and podcasting. All you need is a microphone, some headphones, and your partner at prettyeasypodcast.com. Go there today. And of course, you can follow this show at H2P Show on Twitter and all the other social media gimmicks. Of course, you can email us, hail the number two pitpodcast at gmail.com. And we appreciate any feedback we get on those platforms or on Panther Lair, Reddit. We'll be hitting the pitternet up in just a little bit. But let's talk about Paris Ford first, Vince. Opting out a very common tactic by budding NFL superstars who really have nothing left to do in college except maybe lose a bunch of games with their team like Paris Ford did. I don't blame them, and I totally kind of expected it, to be honest. I don't know if – I feel like I might have texted you or I might have not because I was watching the game – you know, in La La Land of Wedding and Honeymoon. So I, f- I forget everything basically that's happened the last two weeks. But I know I was watching Paris Ford at the end of the loss to Notre Dame. And so distraught, so angry on the field. And then the loss after the Miami game too. So distraught, so angry, visibly upset. I saw that particular player. And I just had a feeling in my gut like this guy is just not happy. And a player like that in this day and age in college football they have an out, especially if they think they're going to get drafted, which he does. So, not a surprise to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Some, some, a lot of arguing with coaches, and and just seemed even at times on the field. You know, just you know, whenever we we give up a big play, and you know, a lot of just back and forth with with teammates, and 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 we don't know, you know, for sure, you know, why he he left. We we should state that. Uh, you know, we haven't seen it, received a statement from him. Um, uh, the only thing coach really uh, commented on was he, he did say that this was not COVID related. Um, so it, it, it's hard to say, but, you know, it's kind of just, you know, just another, uh, another thing piled on to this season that, that just has not gone right. And Alan, I, I, I look at this and it, it, to me, you know, for what this team is doing right now, this is not, a huge loss no uh he he is a he is a great player you know out of position at times a lot you know absolutely uh but you could see that this kid has tremendous athletic ability uh and he and he's he could be electric on the field he, he's a special kid and um, not utilized really properly i think well, well that's often by that's kind, yeah and that's kind of why i don't think this is that big of a loss uh you know this this scheme that Pitt plays does not highlight a special safety like he could be. He's not sitting back there playing center field and, and just, you know, ball hawking, making, you know, making big plays like that. He He's in, it seems like he's in coverage a lot of the times, uh, man coverage. And, you know, you, know, you just, quarterbacks can just throw away from that. Uh, and so to me, you know, while we are losing a great player and, and it's a shame and I, I feel horrible that, you know, that, that, you know, uh, that he's not going to be on the field anymore and we can't watch him play, you know, as far as the team goes, yeah, it's a drop off, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a huge one. No, same here. And, and it's mostly attributed to what you, what you said, a guy who was really just thrown into coverage and underutilized with what he's able to bring to the table in terms of running all over the field and making plays. He was never really put in a position to do that. Um, wasn't utilized in special teams except when he was what a young uh, young buck, you know. So really, he was kind of handcuffed. And also, when coach is not a COVID situation, I mean, get out of town. It is 
because everything in today's situations are COVID situations. If you're Paris, you have to believe Paris Ford thought I'm being underutilized. I mean, I'm just speculating if we're going to do any of that, I'll do it. Paris Ford probably thought I'm being underutilized. I'm going to the NFL. I want to rest up and I damn sure don't want to get COVID. And if I'm oh, around yeah, a whole absolutely. team, he had to have thought that I'm around a team all the time. If players, Trevor, it also happens the week Trevor Lawrence gets COVID. So yeah, you, you have, that's in the back of his mind. I don't care what Narduzzi oh. says. It's not a COVID situation. It is because that all plays into anyone's decision uh, when it comes yeah. to something like this. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, with, you know, with, you know, numbers are going up across the country um and you know somebody wants to opt out is it you know they don't feel comfortable you know you you can't, you can't really blame them for that in this situation yeah and so he'll probably just work out isolated work on his his self until the nfl draft and you know be ready for that and that's all really he has to do and i commend him for that actually it's probably the smart decision business decision personal decision and the way to go especially with playing for a team that's three and four and out of any kind of contention for anything noteworthy. So that is uh, really, I would expect to see something like that or across the country when we talk about good players on mediocre teams or bad teams in this regard. Yeah. And that, that has, I mean, it's not, it's not a ton across the country, but it, it, it has happened for sure. So Paris Ford, Godspeed to you. I hope you get drafted. And I hope you get drafted high. I hope you represent Pitt, Pitt well, just like Jordan Whitehead did for me in my IDP league this week. Vince got some <laughs> points and won a big late victory on Monday night. That's what I'm talking about. So Paris Ford could be doing that for all the IDP fantasy players out there next year. Oh, I'm I'm sure he's going to go high in those in those uh, IDP uh, leagues that, that that so many people have. But what's he gonna uh, go in the regular draft though? What what that, what is his projection? That, that's I I'm not quite sure. I mean, you know, he he's somebody who you'd think would test very well. Um, he's somebody that, you know, you know, is a a special kind of player. Um, but in terms of tape, you know, he only played really a year and a half at, at Pitt. Uh, so it's not like he got you know, you know you know, two or three seasons worth of film to go off of. And he played in this uh, system that is is not what most NFL teams play. No. Uh, I think that's think safe to say. He'll be drafted as a cornerback then? Well, there, that's, you know, I guess that's possible. But, I mean, yeah, you think about some of his closing speed, and you and we have seen that on film, particularly uh, in, in run defense, and you got to think that he would be a great safety. You know, I, I think he could play either at, at the next level. Uh, but, you know, there's not a ton of tape. There's just not a ton of tape out there. I think he's uh, – yeah, right now, you know, I think it's going to be a, a second or, or second or third round round pick at this point. That, that That's my uh, prediction. But I think a lot of it also may come down to, to interviews. You know, you know, uh, you know that you talked about it, Alan. Him getting in arguments with coaches on sidelines and stuff. You know, uh, you got to be really good in the NFL to, to get uh, to get by with some of that kind of stuff. So, 
Yeah, I mean, you got to love his competitive fire. He's Absolutely. A, he's a loud uh, mouth on the field, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you could yeah, hear him yeah. chattering on TV. This yeah. is a player with personality. So it'll be interesting to see how he you tests. Gotta, yeah, you, you got you to gotta love that. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying that there is character issues, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, uh, scouts and coaches are going to be asking about uh, those kind of confrontations. Uh, what do you think, Al? Yeah, and also, uh, you know, hits that get you kicked out of games, which he's also had, which is, you know, something. Are you are you smart yeah, enough to avoid those at the next level too? Because those are crucial. Um, I mean, that's just a player that plays balls out. But now nowadays, teams will avoid those players if they feel like they can't play any other way, unless they're absolutely just too ridiculously talented. Um, like a guy like a reminds me of like a guy like the uh who the Raiders draft from Mississippi State Abram the safety who's just a rocket launcher just throws his head at everything and plays like that old school style Ronnie Lott safety but is so athletic so good that they decided to say screw that we'll take the chance and let, let him play for us even though half of his hits might result in penalties um uh, that so, yeah. so you you play like that, and, and that's something teams might actually look at these days instead of just saying he's, this guy plays balls out. So you have to think about that. But, yeah, I think Paris Ford going bef- anywhere earlier than the third round would be a surprise to me. I hope I hope he goes higher. Um, but we'll see. What, I'm also interested to see how he's utilized at the next level compared to how he was utilized at Pitt. Damn it, I I. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about man. This guy was is so much better in the NFL than he was allowed to be well, in college. Well, that's you know, there's a lot of talk about that recently, and you know, we've talked about you know the system that Narduzzi's runs on defense, and we've been critical uh, at times. And you look at a player like Avante Maddox, who got you know undersized, uh, repeatedly abused in college, and I mean. Somehow, some way, this guy's a starter for the for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, week in and week week out. I I can't figure it out, but lo and behold, that's what it is. And then you got Dane Jackson; he's starting to get some some burn with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, so that's uh, a couple recent uh, defensive backs that you know a lot of people were critical of uh, while they were with the Panthers, and they're starting to uh, to, to get some playing time in the NFL. And you, you got to respect that. So how we're going to sell it to, to future recruits then, Vince, is you come here, you're going to really get abused and suck ass, but we're going to get you ready for the next level where you'll get some playing time and feel real good about your play then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you got to suck before you can start making some money. Uh, Brandon Hill is the expected uh, replacement for Paris Ford, correct? Uh, yeah. Com- coming into the lineup this week against FSU, so... We'll see uh, how he fares. And then you got Talendier or Talendier, the sophomore, red, red shirt Talander. behind him. Right? Talender yeah. behind him. Uh, so young young Bucks, young yeah. Bucks behind Paris Ford. <laughs> and damn it, I mean, it can't get any worse in the secondary, well, so I'll say that. Yeah, that's, I, I, yeah I think that, that's, that's an excellent point. You know, Brandon Hill, you know, this is a freshman – that you know the coaching staff has talked very highly of this year even before this situation went down and yeah he he did play a little bit uh he, he was on the field some in that uh NC State game that didn't turn out well and hopefully he's he's 
you know, learn from that. Just a lot of, uh, you know, some blown coverages. But if you look at it, like you said, Alan, Pitt's had a lot of blown coverages this year, so it can't really get that much worse from that perspective. And in this four-game losing streak, there's been at least one really bad blown coverage early in the game in each of the losses. So let's see if that gets fixed against FSU. That's like the number one thing I'm looking for. Uh, besides, you know, what the hell's happening at quarterback, because in these losses, you knew in all these games, you knew uh, Pitt's offense was limited and then totally handicapped without Kenny Pickett. Defense has been what's killed him, uh, giving up big plays. Florida State is two and four and they're, you know, it's Florida State. So they always have capable talent, but this is just not an actual good football team. Uh, but they come in here with some dangerous players. So the matchup for Pitt against Florida State, I don't know how the hell this really is going to play out. It's my predictions it might be all over the place here, Vince, but uh, they got spanked by Louisville. Pitt beat Louisville. So does that mean anything? Uh, pro- probably not. <laughs> uh, you know, the way Pitt was playing against Louisville is not how they're playing uh, right now. And, you know, this Florida State team, you know, has not been good this year. Yeah, they had that that victory against North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina was ranked in top 10. But there was, yeah, they had, you know, a couple like blocked kicks, blocked punts. Uh, a lot of stuff had to break their way yeah, in order to, to to win that ball game. And it, they, they were fortunate to hang on and win it. Um, but and but this team is just not that good. Florida State, but unfortunately, Pitt's not playing very good either. Um, so it, it, this is a, a battle of two teams that just have, you know, really not not matched the expectations coming into the season. They have not. They have not. And Pitt, you know, Notre Dame uh, crushing Joey Yellen in that game. I mean, let's, let's talk about Joey Yellen does not know how to just press the button. He's always tapping when he's throwing the ball. So it's always a light, airy, soft touch pass, soft <laughs> touch. Lo- Joey Yellen. Uh, so I, I am not one that's just totally crapping all over the coaching staff and the offensive line and everybody because this team is Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickett yeah. not in that game is why they look the way they did. But they're going to have to probably have Joey Yellen again in this one. And what I am uh, kind of terrified about in this game for him anyway is that uh, they do have Marvin Wilson on this Florida State team. And he is a yeah, big, he's bad good. defensive tackle. So the matchup I'm watching is interior pit offensive line, Jimmy Morrissey and co. Uh, trying to keep him away from soft touch Joey Yellen. That's what I'm, I'm circling and watching this entire time. Yeah, and that's got me. That's got me worried. I don't. And the interior offensive line has not played great uh, this year. Um, well, c- certainly, uh, certainly in running the ball, um, but uh, and it has struggled a little bit in pass protection. But you know, Yellen, you you talked about it, Alan. You know, he 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 doesn't have that kind of zip on these short passes here. Yeah, and he he's a deep ball guy, and with. You know, the, with Pitt's running game not being uh, existent at all, uh, you, you need to be able to work some of those short passes, and that doesn't appear to be his strength at the moment, and and that that really has me concerned 
for for how they're gonna uh, attack this team. It's it seems like Alan, you, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like they they you know they run their their same plays and they either you know they either work or they don't. It's either the other team's better or, or Pitt's got to try to execute perfectly, and it just hasn't worked out. It hasn't, and it's it's also really funny to watch because I feel like some things have cleared up now with Joey Yellen throwing the ball because uh, he throws the ball so lightly, so light and airy <laughs> that it's easier to catch. So there's less drops, <laughs> but then you you you, you could be right about that. Actually. He's also. Uh, less accurate. Uh, he takes he 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 takes a little bit longer with the football and to get the football from his arm to someone. But it's been interesting to watch him at quarterback. He throws yeah. unlike really any quarterback I've watched maybe since Rich Gannon, and who was a kind of similar <laughs> style soft throwing quarterback. But not this. This is like almost laughable how uh, he doesn't zip the ball in ever. It's like it's a gum band arm. It's just flicking it and letting it just float through the air. It's let it float. Um, but how that how that hurts Pitt though is they have longer plays, longer developing plays, more opportunity with the ball in the air for bad things to happen. It's really interesting. And then also him coming into the game really made is making I think announcers notice uh, some of the poor quarterback play for Pitt here now and isn't making up for some of the praise they might have been giving Mark Whipple. Mark Whipple getting the boots put to him for having his quarterback run to the sideline for every play last game. That was my favorite part of the Notre Dame game. People finally took note. Yeah, Alan, I'm starting to come around on this. Uh, it, 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 This offense is just – it unless you have – unless you have really good players, yeah, this, this offense is not, not going to work. In, in in today's day and age, it's it's just not you know every time you know they run the ball, odds are it's going to be a loss. Uh, there's no they can't catch anybody off guard because there's no tempo because you got to run the sideline every time. <laughs> uh, and this you know, there's no mobility from the quarterback, which is really hurting whenever you don't have a, a stud offensive line. You have no running game to you know. Uh, take take uh the pressure off uh the quarterback so the the, the offensive line the defensive line is just all, all they have to do is just pin their ears back every play that's all that's all they gotta do and that, that that's a recipe for disaster whenever you don't have you know elite talent uh you know running that that kind of system and yeah i you know i know that nick patty was was hurt uh at times this year but you gotta think Last year, when he came in uh, in that UCF game, he looked really good. Uh, he, you know, he got him a touchdown uh, when they really needed it. And uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see if if, if they made a, a switch to a guy who's a little bit more mobile, who's been in the system a little bit more, uh, because this is not this has not looked good. I'm not saying Yellen doesn't have any talent, uh, and he can't be a good player, but right now, I don't, I don't know if that's what this team needs. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to watch that the offense without Kenny Pickett is really, uh, I think, being exposed for the philosophy being kind of flawed. Kenny Pickett makes up for a lot of the flawed philosophy, which basically is the same as the defense. It's 
Yeah, they the defense. This defense knows what we're going to do. Let's see them try to stop it. Pat Narduzzi is. You know what we're doing on defense. You try to stop us getting after your quarterback and playing man all game. Uh, this offense is. Yeah, we don't need tempo. They're going to know when we're going to run. We're going to push them back far. We're going to out muscle them, and we're going to out out route them. And our quarterback's going to just make plays. Like there's no scheming to make up for any flaws. There's no adjustments. It's really hard to watch now that. There's no Kenny Pickett in there, so Godspeed to Joey Yellen this week if he has to stay in there. I'm hoping Nick Patty gets in there too, Vince. Uh, I just want to see some sort of change up and some sort of adjustment um, for the defense. Though these, that's really what's been baffling is just how how badly they've gotten their asses kicked, really, and and how tough, how much tougher it's been now. To, uh, they're getting sacks, but just to make plays off those and keep get any kind of momentum from the defensive line. And now against Florida State, maybe there's an opportunity there because one thing that you pointed out in our show prep is mobile quarterback, athletic quarterback, uh, Pitt has done all right against so far. So that's what they're facing this time around too in Travis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan Travis, he, he's looked pretty good. Uh, he, you know, he gave Notre Dame some trouble uh, and, you know, but this is the kind of guy that Pitt's done well against. Uh, Cunningham for Louisville King for Miami. Pitt was able to hold those guys in check. I'm not saying they didn't give up any big plays uh, to them, but you know, guys that that were more more mobile, uh, they were able to really really hold down. And I, I do expect Pitt to do do the same I, again. Yeah, they may give up a couple big plays, uh, but with you know Florida State's offensive line not very good. Uh, they've given up 18 sacks in six games. Uh, I, I expect uh, I expect Pitt's defensive line be be able to get after after this guy. Uh, be able to maybe stop uh, get a lot of tackles for loss uh, on run plays uh, and really live in the backfield and and disrupt things. So from from that standpoint, I think Pitt's defense is going to do uh, pretty well. Yeah, I'm looking for Rashad Weaver to have a big old game because he's, uh, I th- I would say now the out and out leader of the defense now that Paris Ford's gone, w- wouldn't you? He is total team captain on that side of the ball. Um, you have some other seniors on defense, but that's the most productive and one of the older players on the uh, on the defense. So this opportunity for him to really step up, uh, improve his draft stock take control as a leader on the defense against the vulnerable offensive line could be a big game for Rashad Weaver. Uh, yeah. Two weeks uh, of basically here Vince for them to get ready for this one uh, is, is we'll, we won't get in a prediction, but I have a feeling the defense is going to be playing better in this game. I don't know about the offense. I don't expect anything from the offensive learn that, but I definitely expect the pit defense to, you know, not get, beat up for 40 plus points and look helpless out there this week. Yeah. And, and to me, yeah, I, th- I think you're, you're absolutely right in that, you know, I, we don't expect the offense to do very much given the personnel, given the scheme, it doesn't seem like they're going to do a whole lot different. Yeah, they've had two weeks to prepare. It would be great if they did. Uh, do you think the defense is going to play well? Uh, to me, I think the big thing is penalties and discipline that's what i want to see better uh you know they they have the they have the talent to win this game no question about it but will the 
uh, penalties and will the discipline be there that's lacked, you know, th- this uh, this game uh, season. Yeah, it, th- this team's getting ten penalties a game, Alan. Uh, you can't you can't win like that. Uh, you, you just you just cannot win like that. And will that change in two weeks? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm kind of I'm kind of down on it. I, I'm I really don't know if they're gonna you know change their ways all all of a sudden. Well, that is uh that is what if you're a Narduzzi uh, basher and someone who's calling for him to be hung out to dry and are fed up after the Notre Dame loss or the Miami loss with him and his regime, the penalties this year has got to be your biggest and easiest argument to make. Um, No excuse. There is zero excuse for that kind of uh, screw up on either side of the ball, but especially defense when that is your strength and that's what you're going to rely on all year. And it's been basically uh, piss poor is the, the two words I could think of for it. It's been piss poor. They've looked like crap. They uh, jump off sides. They are put in positions to with for DPI all the time, but they it's not always their fault they don't get the call, but also poor execution, poor coaching, get, uh, you know, has players not looking back for the ball, not making plays on the ball, and giving up big plays that way too. And then, you know, just getting torched by any receiver of size at all. So there's some of your ammo. But does Pat Narduzzi deserve to be fired after the four-game losing streak or after a loss against Florida State? I don't want to bring that question up, Vince, because it's been on Sports Talk Radio nonstop. We don't need to talk about the man's job, especially in this climate. But they, of course, are on the internet. So let's read some of what people are saying, at least online, if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. This one comes from our Pittsburgh Panthers. In the Pitt Panther subreddit. This is from Kryptonic X Jesus Vince. Who said on Paris Ford leaving. Every game Ford would have played played in would have just drastically killed his draft stock the kid has been cheeks this season didn't even look like he wanted to be out there i guess because he didn't uh what is the kid has been cheeks this season mean vince because i'm not uh, hip, hip to that one yeah that's a new one for me but cheeks but, uh, butt in cheeks terms of, does that mean butt I, cheeks I like booty like stinky i guess uh i disagree with that it, it, yeah, I disagree with it too. Uh, Paris Ford absolutely, uh, you know, has you know a, a, a fire about him and, and is a great competitor. Uh, I don't want to hear that he didn't want to be out there from the get go. That that's ridiculous. That's that is malarkey. But uh, playing would it have drastically killed his stock? Uh, I maybe if you seeing players get torched. His teammates getting torched out there, but what would that do to his particular tape? I don't. He would have just been a guy out there because he, like we said, wasn't really involved in the a lot of the plays throughout games. And if anyone ever goes near Paris Ford, usually it's a play in the positive for Pitt. I felt. Yeah, I mean it. It's possible that his stock. I'd say it's pretty likely that his stock is not what it was. You know, at the end of last season. 
um, where it, it was seemed like it was rising a lot. And it's probably not what it could have been had, you know, this had been a normal year and he continued on that trajectory. I mean, this is a kid that could have been a possible first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't appear like it's headed in that direction. But, you know, you can, you know, if this kid is a, a, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, which I think he can he can be, um, he could still have a great uh, a great NFL career that we all anticipated uh, when he signed with the Panthers. JBish21 posted a thread on Reddit, on the Pitt Panther Reddit, Vince, and the th- title of the thread was, Pitt has somehow lost, somehow lost in a bye week. And then JBish21 went on to claim that Mark Whipple still being there with Narduzzi is a huge L. Fail to Pitt. Is it a loss that Mark Whipple's still there after the bye week? Well, uh, he hasn't been doing a good job, I don't think, in my opinion. Um, and it, it's somewhat rare in college, at least to me, it seems like to fire a coordinator midseason, uh, especially in this wild season structure that we have right now. Um, but you got to think unless there's uh, some drastic changes, you got to think that there's going to be a offensive coordinator change uh, you know, at, at the end of the year. Yeah, he's a lame duck. That's all. You can't be. What good is it going to do firing a guy midseason, especially this year? Uh, all the, uh, I well, mean, uh, it's there's no games to be won that are must win. It's not like you're playing for anything anymore anyway. So why not just finish off the the season with some some stability well, and regroup. I, I, w- I will say this though is that that a, a, a lame duck coach for a guy that's you know much older and closer to the end of his coaching career than the beginning. I'm not a big fan of that situation. How much how much work is he going to be putting in, into uh, you know these game plans? Hopefully a lot. Hopefully he, he's he's still uh, going after it. Uh, but you know, you'd like to really have it. You're telling me there's nothing to play for. Uh, it, if it was a young coach, he would certainly have a lot to play yeah. for. You'd have to think. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, it, it's, it's just frustrating the way this season has gone. And, uh, and as particularly the offense, my goodness. Last one here. This is, uh, just from the overall vibe I got perusing panther lair and reddit i like seeing this is what i saw common uh on many posts and comments people saying i dare you to defend narduzzi now people daring each other to defend pat narduzzi remaining the pit panther coach and on sports talk radio i dare you to keep saying he should be there i dare you i double dog dare you that's going on is that is that okay to be doing right now vince daring each other to defend narduzzi can you defend Narduzzi? I think it's fine to dare people to. I don't have an issue with that. I, I don't think I, I can't defend them at the moment. It, it'd be it'd be difficult for me to. Um, I, Alan, I know you're always putting a positive spin on things. Maybe you can. I I could I could put up the defense, but I don't have the time nor the inclination to do it. <laughs> Uh, I could dare, I could accept the dare, but I'm not going to because I don't want to. So sue me. Uh, I totally, you can, I can, I, I'm dead in the middle right now at this particular moment. 
I am neither with the people that are that are daring people to defend Narduzzi, and I'm neither with the people who are defending Narduzzi. I am in a I'm in a waiting a holding moment. Maybe this weekend will be a big weekend for someone like me, Vince. Yeah, and, well, in, instead of daring people, I, I'd I'd much rather spin the wheel and make the deal. Let let that settle it. <laughs> yes, possibly that's my what Heather like was planning all along. Spinning the wheel, making the deal, or maybe she's going to go around town and just get a gauge on what fans want from the pit football coach in the future. Maybe that's what she'll do. You think she's going to be walking around? The o- Oakland and surrounding areas, maybe maybe take a stroll into Squirrel Hill, maybe down into Greenfield, and, and maybe see what people still want, Pat Narduzzi? I, she might. I mean, they have put together, you know, fan boards to you know, talk about. I, I, don't, I'm, I don't know if the people should be running, uh, running the team at, at the moment. Um, also – also, I think if, if Heather like walks around town and is trying to find people talking about Pat Narduzzi, they they're they're talking about other things football related around town around here anyway right now. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Another Saturday coming and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You see Ben DiNucci started for the Cowboys this week. That's only because his dad's good friends with Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I used to see them over Big Jim's down and run all the time. Oh, yeah. I used to loaf down there with them all the time. Good guys. Hell to pit. What the answers are saying. So that's what the answers are saying. Uh, I'm remarkable to see, uh, to see Ben DiNucci with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, yikes. Hope, hopefully he doesn't do well this week. Uh, every other week I wish him well, but not this week. Um, Alan, this is a major college football Saturday. Uh, I kind of wish Pitt's by was, was this week instead of last week. Uh, we got some major games, a game that's going to decide the SEC East. We got a game that uh, is probably going to decide who's going to be the top seed in, in the ACC. And then we got a new conference entering the play, Alan, the Pac-12. You're following them closer than anybody right now. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you got to say about this one. Oh, college football. Don't you dare put an asterisk on that Clemson-Notre Dame game because Trevor Lawrence is not playing. And I'm super bummed about that, but... I still like Clemson's chances. We have BYU relevant this weekend in a big game. And then, yes, the Pac-12. Cal and Washington, though, Vince, canceled. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a shame. But we have other games. We have Oregon playing and everybody trying to take them down. Um, And we have the whole case of whether or not they're relevant to the college football playoff for a lot of people. I say no. I say the college football playoff might have to go. I don't even know if I want it. This whole week is making me think, rethink finishing the college football season regular, regularly. I think we just play out the, the, the regular season 
and then do it old school style and just crown a champion at the end. Yeah, That's just voting I mean. on a champion. I, I, I wouldn't I, be opposed. I think it's just because I'm really all about voting right now. I just want to vote. <laughs> I just want to vote for the winner, and my vote is probably going to go for uh, Clemson, Clemson when they beat Notre Dame, or if Alabama runs that table, they will have to... <laughs> They 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 will have an argument though for Florida or Georgia who are going at could, it this week too. Could you could you imagine if there was a uh, a vote a national fan vote for who the champion was going to be? Uh, you, you would get people from Tuscaloosa uh, just just flocking in droves to uh, uh, Clemson, South Carolina, yelling "Stop the count! Stop counting!" <laughs> <laughs> stop the count i just want to be the big map guy for that yeah. that election night that's what i want my job to be <laughs> wayne county in detroit always <laughs> votes very heavily for auburn for some reason <laughs> we're waiting for votes to come in from allegheny county they they for some <laughs> for some reason a lot of these votes are going to ohio state vince i can't believe it but it's actually happening but that's good to see they're not going to Penn State. That's <laughs> Philadelphia County traditionally votes Big Ten. This year they'd be uh, flipped to ACC. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> Dan Mullen's been running a whole lot of ads in Bucks County, <laughs> and they're getting a ton of votes in Florida. Dan Mullen, what oh, a oh, son of a – what oh. a jerk. I just want to speak on him real quick. What – the urging the fighting, celebrating a fight, getting people riled up. That was just total bonehead coaching. What a jerk. The the number one heel in college football to me this year. I'm all about Georgia this week, by the way, Vince. Oh, I, 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 well, I'm actually kind of surprised to hear you say that. Uh, I, you know, I was watching that game. I had, I had, uh, I think I had five games on at the time. Uh, of that and I didn't have the sound on that one but all that was playing in my mind was whenever that that uh radio commentator Miami was getting <laughs> so, so excited that there was yeah. a brawl on the- it's the same thing oh sorry I, I didn't mean to do that <laughs> it's the same thing it's the same thing Vince but it's Dan Mullen so no one's saying anything about it it's the same exact thing as that well that announcer going you don't come in the OB the same exact thing. <laughs> well, you know, Dan Mullen, he's got that I five corridor all locked up. Yeah. You can't, uh, you, you you can't penetrate that wall. Well, the good thing is we did get a Penn State loss, so now we have a relevant oh, game yeah. with Indiana, number thirteen, Indiana. Vince taking on Michigan, who in any other year maybe Jim Harbaugh would be fired or going to be fired after their disappointing loss and they're at number 23 that's one of the more interesting storylines in college football to me too yeah you know michigan they they just can't beat uh you know michigan state ohio state they don't they don't they don't beat those teams very often uh this is i believe the last year of jim harbaugh's contract right at michigan uh so i would say this right now after losing michigan state if he does not beat Ohio State, I think he will be fired at the end of the year. And hired or by the I think, Houston I think Texans. They will not renew, I think they will not renew his contract. Yeah, I could see him with the Houston Texans. Maybe he's going to be an offensive coordinator in Baltimore. 
Oh, ooh. I, I would love to see that. I, I'd love to see him go misuse Lamar Jackson and run their team into the ground. Uh, BYU getting a lot of love. Vince, why? Oh, well, they are that uh, Zach Wilson, I believe is his name, quarterback. He He's a dark horse Heisman con- contender, people are saying. Uh, BYU ranked number nine in the country. Uh, outside of, I believe it was a, a, that game against Texas San Antonio, they have destroyed everybody. Uh, soft schedule nonetheless. But uh, they have been impressive. Uh, they could get by Boise State here, which is not going to be a, an easy task. Uh, if they can get by here, they will you know, they will be right up there with Cincinnati contending for a, uh, a, 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 you know, one of the New Year's Six Bowls. It'll be interesting to see if they, they get them even on a uh, uh, in some sort of out, at-large situation. Uh, and they may even argue that they should be in the playoff. And, and depending on how things shake out, we'll see what kind of argument they have. Yeah, that's not happening. But the thing about uh, college football is at the end of it with these conference championships, anything could happen. And if Miami wins against NC State this, this week – and they keep it going. That the one loss to Clemson, Vince. Clemson beats Notre Dame. Miami's still alive, kinda. Yeah, they are. Um, and it will be interesting to see, you know, if they finish with one loss and then they go, you know, if they would lose to Clemson again, and if it was a much more competitive game, uh, yeah, they would have an argument for the playoff. I guess it's going to depend on how many uh, other teams are, are, you know, have a, have one loss or undefeated. Which, but yeah, they're certainly not out of it. Which one loss team is more? I I'm going to say uh, disparaged, uh, thought less of. You got Miami with one loss and Texas A&M with one loss, both who after their one losses, everybody said, oh, they're they're never going to win it. They stink. And in Texas A&M's case, losing one game. uh, Oh, Jimbo, I don't know if he's the guy for that job. What a a waste of money after losing to Alabama of all teams. They're terrible. (laughs) Is it A&M or Miami? Well, I'm guessing it's Miami. But I don't know. Yeah, Texas A&M may not be getting the kind of respect that they maybe maybe deserve. I don't know because I, you know, they're stuck in that uh, in that SEC West, and I guess people don't think that they have a that they have a chance. Do uh, not be, forget because, because of Alabama. they beat Florida, so that's also something that I think people need to recognize. And everybody's loving Florida this year. I loved Florida early in the season. I picked him for the playoff. Um, I and, did too. And I I have a feeling they will win against Georgia, although I'm rooting against them because I am just I'm done with Dan Mullen. But uh, this is a, this is a SEC that even with LSU on the ropes – or no, they're not on the ropes. They're out. They're just out. They're knocked out. Uh, but – it's still a the SEC is still damn good, and oh, I absolutely. think has about four really good teams that could beat almost anybody. One one point I do want to make about Texas A and M, and I, I think it's a good point you brought up, Alan, is that if you look at their remaining schedule, you know they they go to Columbia to play South Carolina this week, then they play at Tennessee. Um, you know they should be able to beat South Carolina. 
you know, Tennessee has been good at times this year and they've been very bad at times this year but that's a road game in the sec nonetheless that they could get by them then they host ole miss and lsu two very winnable games and then their their last game of the season at auburn i don't care um you got to think they're going to be favored in every single one of those games alan Mm -hmm. uh we could be looking at a one loss texas a&m team i i i would bet on it and i would also say that at the end of the day a one loss a&m team could be my pick to wild card it into the playoff. Well, that's and they very well could because you know they won't play in the SEC title game. They won't have to lose to Alabama again, and you know whoever's in the SEC East will have lost. Uh, it you know comes out of the SEC East will have lost at least two games, or, or you know by the end of the season, uh, assuming Alabama runs the table the rest of the way. Uh, so. I, th- I, there is a good chance Texas A&M's ma- making this playoff. I, I really, especially if you don't think Oregon or any team from uh, the Pac-12 is going to make it. All right, before we pick games, real quick reminder, everybody. Also, this is the week. This is the Saturday. Ev- all of my friends in LA, this is it. Your chance to wake up at 9 a.m. and watch USC take on Arizona State. It's happening. 9 a.m. Pacific time, Vince. Week one of the Pac-12, Sun Devils, Trojans. I cannot wait. And I'm going to have it on my big screen. Really? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I've been waiting for this. This is what it's all about. And I am uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Pitt's going to have to, uh, they're going to have to, follow that game and i don't know if the entertainment value on the big screen is going to uh live up to it but yeah i'm going big screen usc arizona state 12 and then four o'clock Pitt, florida state i'm going to give you a rating on both of those games in terms of work rate i'm interested to hear what the the work rate is for each of those games uh i I was talking to a mutual friend of ours alan a big ucla bruin fan and he told me uh, that UCLA and Chip Kelly is ready to do it this year. He told me that they are going to make the college football playoff and surprise everybody in the Pac-12. He told me that Chip Kelly has been holding back these past two years and just waiting until he gets his players in, and then he's really going to unveil his whole offense. Oh Well, we're going to see you it. Buy that. I, I think we could see it against – Against Colorado, I mean, they're pretty yeah. touchdown favorite in that game, right? And yeah, uh, a whole lot of points expected to be scored at Folsom Field. Uh, if if there's ever been a year, why not make it a a pandemic November started start year? <laughs> and, and also, where other teams in the Pac-12 are already getting disqualified from title games in Washington <laughs> and Cal. This is it, UCLA. Here's your chance. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, I probably will be on the Bruins uh, the more I look at it uh, come come Saturday. I, I I'm very interested to see see that game and pick up some information. We'll be watching a lot of Pac-12, but we're watching these other games. Let's pick them. Uh, two and a half BYU favored against Boise State, who's wearing all black against the Cougars. Wow, I, I am going with BYU. I, I'm a little surprised. Uh, that this line may not be a little bit higher. Uh, there is a lot of respect for that um, blue turf. And there's also a lot of respect for this, uh, this uh, Southern Cal 
quarterback transfer for Boise State, but I think BYU's offense has just been rolling at, at times, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Cougars. Yeah, I'm going BYU as well. Uh, Jack Sears, is great name, good quarterback too for Boise State, uh, but I don't think he's a big enough Sears. I'm going with BYU to cover uh, Michigan at Indiana. Uh, they are favored somehow. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Hoosiers though. From what I saw, Vince, I like it. I like it. Took down the uh, PSU, and now they're gonna make Michigan even more miserable. I think under normal circumstances, I think you're right, Alan, but in Michigan, they seem to always come out ahead against these, you know, middle of the pack, average big 10 teams. And that's why I am, I am going to go with Michigan in this game. Oh, they're favored on the road. I don't know. I don't, I didn't look at what Michigan's been uh, as a favorite on the road lately, but give me, give me the dogs uh, there, Florida at, uh, against Georgia, uh, the dogs literally taking on uh, the Gators here. Uh, the cocktail party will have limited attendance. Uh, four Do you and really a half. believe that? Uh, I mean, not in the parking lot. In the stadium, I'm sure they will They will uh, keep the attendance a little bit lower, but it's going to be jam-packed. And Dan Mullen's going to love it, and he's going to hope for a lot of spitting on each other and fighting and cussing <laughs> and uh, just, just overall hooliganry. Uh, I'm picking Florida to win. Um, Georgia favored, and uh, I don't know. I, I've got to keep riding with Florida. I picked them early in the season. Yeah, yeah. This this number has come down. Uh, it, Georgia was favored by you know th- uh, four four and a half at some places. It's come down. Georgia has had a lot of injuries uh, on uh, their, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, that LeCount. Uh, their their star defensive back safety. Uh, he he was in a, a, a traffic uh, accident on a dirt bike uh, 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 this week, and and from what I read, it sounds like uh, you know, he had to go to the hospital, but he's doing okay. Uh, not going to need any surgeries, but but he is going to be out for this game. Hopefully, he gets a full a full recovery. But I think you're right, Alan. Florida's, you know, Georgia does have a good defense, but they got a lot of injuries, and Florida's offense, you know, has been rolling. This mm. year, they have been that 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 Kyle Pitts oh, scored more speaking, touchdowns than speaking of Philadelphia County, uh, P, a PA, a, a PA representative there, Vince, and a freak of nature. And his quarterback yeah. is a Heisman candidate. That's that's the uh, that is the guy that you cannot game plan really for. So that's why I like Florida, too, if they utilize him yeah. correctly. Yeah, I'm going with the Gators to win this game outright. All right, we have uh, Clemson and Notre Dame in the big ACC clash, one versus four. Uh, first off, I think it's a joke that Alabama is not number one. Uh, who's Clemson beat yet? And now Trevor beat Lawrence. Miami. Uh, yeah, they did, I guess, but I'm one of those people that disparages Miami. Clemson, five and a half favorite against the Irish. What happens? Uh, I'm... I am going with Clemson to win this game. Uh, Notre, I think that their defense is going to be too much uh, for, for the Irish. Uh, I, I I do think it'll be a lower scoring game, but I do see Clemson getting just enough, even even without Trevor Lawrence, uh, to win this game by a touchdown. Say the the Trevor Lawrence backups uh, name. DJ. I know this is wrong. 
Uyungalele. Uyungalele is how I would have guessed. Um, but either way, if you're a Clemson quarterback, you are probably highly recruited. You are probably very talented. You probably played big-time college football, which he did, coming yep. from Bellflower, California. Yeah. Uh, yep. A big, a big old quarterback too. It's not just a freshman, but six. Well, he's like two fifty, right? He's like a yeah, yeah, like that Auburn quarterback I was rooting for. That's at Kentucky now. Joey that, Gatewood. Joey get yeah, that big. Did you watch that? Uh, that uh, Georgia was playing Kentucky last week, and Kentucky's offense. They just, I swear to God, they just ran either a QB power or an inside handoff every play. Every single play, yeah. Georgia won that game. I think it was fourteen to three. But you know, Kentucky should be embarrassed for that kind of offense. So what's wrong with you nowadays? Come on. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you don't trust your quarterback. Hey, did they at least you know call the plays in from the sidelines, or was Gatewood running to the sideline every single time? Uh, no, they were calling him for the sideline, and and it, you know, if their offense was, if their game plan on offense was to ensure that they lost the game by less than two touchdowns, then they succeeded. Uh, I'm picking Clemson as well uh, because Notre Dame's not going to be able to pick on inferior talent the way that they have against teams like Pitt with uh, some of their larger individuals on offense. Um, yeah. And I just I, – Ian Book, I don't feel is, a good, is really that good. I This is a guy yeah. who's kind of just there and – their their offensive line is much improved and pretty damn good, so that'll be interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just the talent of Clemson. Even without Trevor Lawrence, they're going to be able to make huge plays. Yeah, Clem Clemson's Clemson's defensive backs have, are really good, and and with Notre Dame with not any dynamic receivers, you got to think that they're just going to they they're willing to play one on one coverage out there and just stop and stack the box and, and stop this running game. Uh, so uh, and, and and Clemson's offense you know, with Travis Etienne they'll they'll probably they'll probably do just enough uh, to to win this game. Pitt plus two and a half at Florida State. Here it is. Time to pick the game. What happens? Uh, you know, I just. I, I want to think, you know, Pitt is, I, I, I believe that Pitt's the better team here. Um, but without Kenny Pickett, they just make too many mistakes. They, they just, just too many penalties. They give up too many big plays. And, and by too many, it may only be three plays the entire game that they may give up. But with how, how bad this offense is playing right now, that may be enough. And it would not shock me, you know, in the slightest if you know if Pitt lost this game and, and I think they will unfortunately and I, I think the final score will be uh we'll we'll say you know uh 20 to 10. Pitt is uh <laughs> very susceptible to low scoring now unfortunately but that defense I feel can make big plays against a team with a terrible offensive line, the way Florida state has a terrible offensive line. And the, the thing about this game is I think both coaches are going to be pretty safe with their jobs. Well, Norvell's just getting there, but also because of the pandemic is the two and four, one and four in the ACC, not what they were hoping for. They are bad. Pitt 
severely underperforming from expectations. But uh, both coaches are are going to go into this one as not totally desperate, but damn sure close to it. And I think Narduzzi in this environment, especially on the road where there actually will be fans too um, in irresponsible Florida, uh, I'm picking Pitt to win. I think we've got this okay. one. I think it's going to take probably a defensive or special teams touchdown or just some big-time plays that make it easy on the offense. I think Mark Whipple maybe got re-energized, got a few naps in during the bye, and figured some stuff in, I'm hoping. <laughs> he hasn't been able to sleep? Is that what you're saying? I, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he just said, you know what, I need to nap a little bit more, get some rest. I'm working too damn hard. He was screaming at those young quarterbacks, man. Maybe he's toning it down and uh, level-headed. Pitt's going to win, and I'm going to say 21-18. to 18. Okay. I'd take it. Oh, damn I hope you're sure right. I'll take it. I damn sure hope. I hope you hope I'm right. You, you'll take whatever you can get, right? I'll take whatever I could get at this point, especially if it's a W by a razor-thin margin. We'll see this Saturday. Pitt, Florida State, big-time college football weekend, as we just discussed. And, man, happy to be back, Vince, talking some football as a married man. I'm off the market, but I'm still here for the football. Yeah, yeah. Me and Pam, we watched the ceremony. Uh, beautiful ceremony. Congratulations uh, to both of you, Alan. Uh, and well, just, thank you, buddy. Uh, maybe you have a new per- perspective on the college football season now that you're married. Yeah, now that I'm a married man, my perspective is um, that you just can't take things for granted anymore. You just got to go out there and you got to play your ass off. You got to play your ass off every single down. And if not, if you're not going to play your ass off, maybe sit out the rest of the season and go to the NFL. That's my my perspective now. <laughs> If what about you, playing if, your cheeks off? If you have the opportunity. If you're playing cheeks this season, I don't want to talk to you, I think. I don't know. I'm going to look up what that means. Thanks to everybody who listens to the show, reviews it on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use, and following us at H2P Show. If you know what playing cheeks means, let us know. At H2P Show, right, Vince? Yep. Uh, check us out at H2P Show on Twitter. Uh, you could you could email us and, and, ma- and message us on Panther Lair as well and, and Pit Reddit right, Alan? Yeah, hail the number two Pit Podcast at gmail.com. Anything left, Vince? Uh, j- just uh, hope the Panthers. Good luck to the Panthers. Let's try to rebound on this week off that we had. Let's get focused. Let's get a win and hail to Pit. Let's get some naps in. Let's be well rested and let's get that W. Hail to Pit, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>